and welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher, and tonight I'm welcoming Sam. And she has some stories to tell us. She's an experiencer, and I'm very happy to to meet her finally and to hear from her. So welcome, Sam. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you can start in whatever order you want and uh, just just lay the experiencer goodness on us. Oh, the experiencer goodness. I will start probably at the beginning, the first time I remember seeing anything that wasn't actually there, you know, physically there. Right. When I was about four, I had a really good friend that I would play with in the backyard. And she was always very wet and drippy, and she didn't talk much. And one day my mom came out and asked me who I was playing with because I was laughing and carrying on. And I said, this little girl. And mom said, there's nobody there. I'm like, yes, she is. She's right there. And then she disappeared. So that was my very first. You know, so it's something that I kind of grew up with. And my mom didn't discourage, which is really cool. Yeah, it is. Because most most parents say, yeah, that doesn't exist. That's garbage. Don't do it. Yeah. Mine didn't do that. So that's good. You know, basically all the time I was growing up, I would see and hear things that other people didn't. And it was never really scary. It was more curiosity for me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool to learn about people that had been there before, you know? Right. And since I grew up way out in the Boontoolies in Eastern Oregon, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's like 8,000 people in Grant County, and it's one of the larger counties in Oregon. So, yeah. Yeah. The real boondocks. Yeah. The reals, yeah. When I say the I in the sticks, I'm not kidding. All right. <laughs> I got you. There's parts of West Virginia exactly like it. Yeah. Well, it was great living there, though, you know. Oh, yeah. So we also had a lot of Native American history in there. Right. Including the Ute tribe, which is still right around there. And um, you'd go out in the woods and you'd hear people. They wouldn't be there, but you'd hear them. Mm -hmm. So that was really pretty spectacular all of that but the thing that really got me the one that really really got my attention is I was about 13 years old just out of my freshman year in high school 14 maybe 14 and I went out we lived I don't know two miles from town Mm -hmm. and I went out on the BLM land around our place And I had been hiking and probably chasing rabbits. I don't know what I was doing, but just not at home. And I sat down on this rock for a little bit because I thought I'd just rest. Well, probably about 40 feet off from this rock was this pile of looked like old dead sticks, you know, like pieces of a tree that blew over or whatever. Right. Didn't think much of it. 
don't even know why I noticed it in the first place. But so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and being quiet. And all of a sudden this pile of sticks starts moving. And I froze. Mm. I mean, oh my gosh, my heart was pounding out my throat. And this pile of sticks got up and walked away. Oh. I, oh dear. Ah, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Am I hallucinating? What's the deal? Yeah, that I had to iron pucker marks out of the rock that day, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh -huh. Whoa. How how tall was the pile of sticks once it stood up? Well, considering I was only about four foot eight at that point, it was looked like it was about fourteen feet tall, so probably about seven feet. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. It was a big pile of sticks that walked down the hill. Oh dear. And did thought, it did it look at you at all? Did you see any eyes? Oh or? no, thank God it didn't look at me. I think I would have okay. died. Yeah. Because the Native be Americans scary. say that the stick people eat humans. Yeah. I've heard that too. So I'm glad it didn't see you. I'm well, yeah, well, yeah, or at least didn't acknowledge me. Yeah, decided it didn't see you. You know, like, <laughs> ah, that one's too small. I'm not gonna bother. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a mouthful. But man, that was that was the weirdest thing that I have ever experienced. Ever, ever. Have you, did you ever have dreams of it after that? Did you know, did you? Yeah, we call those nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. And yes, ma'am, I did for years. Yeah. And I had a hard yeah. time going out by myself on the hills too for a while. Yeah, that's, that was the next thing I was going to ask. It, did it affect how you, how you went about in the woods? And yeah, it did. Oh, now, yes, it did. You're you're a sensible person. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that. Uh, and had you heard stories about the stick people? So you, oh, yeah. you kind of had an idea as to that. That's good. At least you had a a name to put to it. Yeah, yeah. I had heard about them, and of course, you know, we studied all that stuff in junior high. Um, I just thought it was hokum. But um, clearly it was not. And I think that I've actually only spoken to two other people who are non-Native Americans who have actually seen stick people. So, yeah, that's... I've never seen one. Um, I do know of a person who kind of had a glimpse of something something that might have been that. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I have heard of people who had looked at something that they thought was a, a dead tree or a stump. And then they look back and it turns into a Sasquatch or a little person mm -hmm. and and moves. And then they look at it again and it's back to being a tree or a stump. Right. Or or it's just completely gone. It's just not there at all. Yeah. I've seen I've that had, a lot. I've had that, but I've not heard of someone who saw sticks walking except for that one person who said that, you know, she looked at what looked like a dead tree, but then 
it moved and it didn't turn into Sasquatch or anything. It just looked like it was alive. And I was like, yeah, oh. a walking dead tree. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily she was, she was with her um, significant other and they were in a tree blind. So they were not right. You know, oh, not right there on the ground next to it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's really good. So yeah. when you, when you had your, your playmate, when you were a kid, the, the little dripping girl, how, how old did she look? And, and what, old? what did she look like other than dripping? Well, she was a little blonde girl and she was wearing a kind of a prairie dress, which she would be. Yeah. And, um, she looked like she was probably the same age as I was, about four or five. And like I said, she didn't talk much, but she giggled a lot. Aww. And, you know, she'd point at things that she wanted to play with. And it never, you know, I'm little kid. I didn't notice anything different about her. Could, could you touch her? Could she touch you? I don't and remember your, your that poised? we ever touched. Hmm. I don't remember that. That's interesting. I just remember. But she looked her. just as solid to you as yeah. you. Yeah. She just knew that she was always wet. And I lived right off the creek. Like my backyard went right down into the creek. Mm hmm. And then, of course, mm. you know, later on, I did some research when I grew up. And a lot of people did drown in that creek. Yeah. Of course, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, I wonder if it was a creek, if there's a flash flood or. Yes and yes. You know. Yeah. Because it's down in the bottom of a canyon. Oh, yeah. 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 There would be flash flooding yes. very easily in that kind of situation. Yeah. And it was somewhere around 1870, 1875, right in that area mm -hmm. during the um, gold rush there. Ah, and people were camped along that creek, and the floodwaters had come ripping down. Yeah, yeah, because you could pan for gold. You had your water right there. Yep. And yeah, I grew up in West Virginia. I don't trust creeks. I know, <laughs> I know what they can do. <laughs> oh yeah, but plenty of people live in hollers and you know yep. live next to the creeks, and then you know they end up with their houses floating away. And, <laughs> Hopefully not their families floating yeah. away. But. So, uh, so you you saw uh, ghostly people, or or um, yeah, you know people people, people who had, who weren't there, right? Um, did they ever talk with you? Did did you interact with them, or did they go about their business and you witnessed it? Most of the time, they went about their business. When I was living in the Grand Oregon, there was this one house I would go by. I had to go by it every day to go to work. And this little boy would wave out the window. Well, mm -hmm. I stopped there one day and asked the lady, who's the little kid upstairs that always waves at me? No little kids live here. Oh. I said, oh, okay. Well, you have a little boy that waves out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Did she look at you funny? Yeah, she thought I was crazy. Yeah. Which I probably am, but that's I. Right. But yeah. 
there's crazy and then there's crazy. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah. So there wasn't a little boy at that time. No in living her mind. little boy in that house. Yeah. Yeah. However, a little ways from the Grand, between the Grand and Union, Oregon, is an old hotel called Hot Lake. You might have mm-hmm. heard of it. Maybe not. No, I, I haven't. It but I'm writing is, it down. It is freaky. Freaky haunted. Well, it's, tell me about it. Okay, it started out as a sanatorium for, um, oh, what is that? The black lung. Um, T- tuberculosis? T- yeah, that tuberculosis. And um, slowly and surely turned into a sanitarium for a little while. And it was also a resort and hotel. Mm-hmm. And it was right there on a hot springs. Right in the section of the valley where several of the bloodiest Indian wars had been fought. Oh. And, uh, man, that place. Oh, just driving by, I'd get the creeps. And I'd have this woman's voice in my head screaming, where is Martin? Where is Martin? And I'm like, dude, I don't know Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I hated going by that place. Mm. So you never went in there. Oh, and, no, you couldn't pay me it. enough to go in that place. Yeah. There's yeah, actual, sounds... there's videos about Hot Lake and the piano playing by itself. And well, that's always, always a, you know, yeah, a plus. Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of place I probably wouldn't stay at. Yeah, just, yeah, I understand they've paying. been revamping it. Uh, you couldn't pay yeah. me to stay there. Yeah. Because I don't want to know where Martin is, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Who Martin is, why she doesn't know where he is. Yeah, I kind of assumed she was there for tuberculosis and probably passed away, but she was not very friendly. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds intense. Yep, she was kind of ragey. And then, That's- you know, go places up like, they call it dead Indian because of the way the mountain looks like a Indian laying down mm-hmm. and um, go up there. And I swear to you, I heard the dog. He spun around and looked at something and I heard him say, what's that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I wasn't going to spin around. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Not after that sick guy. So you you had your dog with you? Yeah. And and it reacted to something and you heard it it's thought in your head. Yep. I heard oh. what's that? And I'm like nope, 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 nope. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that's made of nope. <laughs> <laughs> Great big ball of it. Yeah. That doesn't sound like something you'd want to turn around and see. Now, I'm I'm kind of a jerk. I'd probably have turned around anyway, but I would have regretted it later. Oh, I don't know. Man. Or maybe right then. <laughs> maybe right then. I would have said, well, that was a dumb choice. Yeah, after stick, man, I was not spinning around to see what was walking in the woods. Yeah. So, have you, have you had... Uh, any other sort of odd experiences like 
Oh, I don't know. Have you seen strange lights in the woods? Um, oh, yeah. You see strange lights in the woods all the time. Well, talk all about those. I love hearing about those because I see them, too. Yeah, the, like bright glowing green balls of light. Yep. That kind of zip around and you're like, what? What? I yep. must be seeing things. Nope. There it is again. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I believe Same. in aliens. <laughs> <laughs> How big are the, the green balls of light that you see? Okay, they look to me like they're, I don't know, about the size of a dinner plate. Okay, yeah. Kind of zipping around. And they go fast? They do go fast. How far up are they? Are they like near ground level or are they a little bit farther up, up in the treetops? Or? It depends. Or they go back and forth. And, yeah, they go yeah. here, there, and all over the place. Yeah, that that's something we kind of got used to growing up. Just mom called them willow wisps, and that's what we went with. Yeah. Yeah, that's that seems to be what uh, parents have said. Yeah. To, yeah, kids around that age. Um. And they were green for you? Yeah, they were kind of, kind of a green. Not green, green, but a little green. Yeah, and they're definitely too big for fireflies. And besides, you guys don't yeah, have, we don't fireflies. have fireflies. See, I, that's weird to me. In the Appalachians, everybody's got the fireflies. Say they're <laughs> they're jealous. They're everywhere. And some places you even get the glow worms that are on the ground that are blue. Oh, cool. And they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's down in the Carolinas, I think, and maybe Tennessee, too. Yeah, I've never seen Smoky anything Mountains. like that. Oh, it's really pretty. I'll have to go sometime and see it in person. I've only seen photographs and videos of it. Yeah, that's on my uh, bucket list. I'm going to see fireflies before I die. Yeah, they are They are awesome. Um. And and I remember uh, when I first met my friend Viv. She's she's from Washington, and you know she she said that she loved living in uh, Appalachian Ohio because of the fireflies. Now she didn't love all the other bugs that come with right. Because <laughs> apparently y'all are bug poor. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have lots of the bugs. We don't have the same bugs. We got plenty of bugs though. Yeah. Yeah. I think you didn't have the ones that, you know, wanted to come into your house and be friends. <laughs> Not so much. We get the little pine beetles that come in and spider. Yeah. But that's about yeah. it. Yeah, we get we get uh stink bugs. Those are terrible. Yeah. And, uh, uh potato bugs and I say all potato kinds bugs of, stay outside. Yeah, they, they always try to get in the house. And then we have uh ladybugs who will winter over in your house. Oh, cool. In, uh, in cracks in the windows. And if they're the native ladybugs, they're fine. They're perfectly friendly. But if they're the Japanese ones that are invasive, those little boogers bite. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like them. I wouldn't like that <laughs> either. No, they are not fun. They're not friendly. Huh. Uh, but they do the same thing. They have the same behavior. They will, you know, get up in your, in your uh, windowsills and up along the cracks in your windows if you have a old house and they just mass together and keep warm. Ugh. And uh, yeah, you can tell the difference when I'm with the color 
the Japanese ones are more of an orange color and the native ones are bright red. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's orange, don't stick your hand in it to yeah, <laughs> oh, ladybugs. <laughs> yay. That's no, nah, it's a bad idea. Yeah. The so, only ones I handle anymore are dragonflies and they will land yeah. on my hands. They're my friends. Yeah. Dragonflies are beautiful. Yes, they are. They also bite though. Oh yeah, they do. Yo boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when they so, land on uh, you, just don't move. Yeah, that's the that's the. I try not to move if any sort of flying creature you know lands on me. Um, especially something like a wasp, not because yet. you know if you if you don't move, maybe it'll go away. <laughs> if you do move, it will sting you. Yep, so, and we have bald hornets. Yeah. They don't oh, just sting yeah. you; they take a chunk. Yeah, they're nasty. Mm-hmm. They, those those are. Those are in my list of evil bugs to be avoided at all costs. I'm with they you. will chase you down, too. Yeah. Sorry I went on a bug quest. <laughs> no, it's okay. We always go off topic, and then we wander back. You cool. Know. Cool. You yeah, never like know bugs. where the conversation will go. <laughs> uh, so have you ever... Um, so with, with Lights in the Woods, you were pretty much used to it. Uh, was it the same... Basically, you had the same phenomena repeating year after year in in the woods, in the same basic area. It wouldn't always be in the same area. We'd, Because, oh. man, we were all over those woods. Right. Because so, we used to go like mushroom hunting and picking wild berries and whatnot. So we'd be everywhere. And you'd see them. But it was always about right about dusk. Just mm-hmm. as you were getting ready to head back to the car and go home. So that you'd really yeah, notice them. Right. Around here, we generally see them at night. Yeah, so, I'm not out yeah. in the woods at night anymore. Yeah, that's probably a good <laughs> a good plan. I, I generally don't, you know, tempt fate by going out in the woods at night. If anymore. I'm out there, I've got a big fire, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, so yeah. they, But they were always green, greenish. Kind of greenish, yeah, kind of. I don't even really know how to explain it. They're like white, but green tinged. Mm-hmm. Did they look like a sphere? Were they like a, a ball of light? Until they got to zipping along and then they looked like a streak. Right. Like they elongated. Right. Yeah. Did they ever um, sort of merge together or break apart into other light balls? Or... I never saw that. Okay. I did see a bunch of them headed in the same direction. Ooh, that's interesting. But I never saw them all like become one thing or break apart from one thing. Right. Not to say it didn't happen. I just didn't see it. Did you ever have any sound come with them? No. In fact, it would get super quiet. Yeah. Like, the bugs weren't making any noise. Birds weren't talking. Right. The Oz factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wondered. It's it's interesting. We never really heard things with them around here. Although I do have one witness who saw one very small sphere at, at like, daybreak. Uh, a little blue ball 
that flew between her and her friend. They were sitting at a at a campfire that was burned down. You know, it was just little embers left. And they were sharing a cigarette. Okay, the and blue it, ones? Yeah. I believe the blue ones are actually spirit. Ah. Well, this one moved fast. And it made a weird kind of buzzing sound as it went past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so tell me about the tell me about the blue spirits. Well, okay, that's something that I see a lot. You know, they can be in a room outside, doesn't matter where you're at. But this little like pale blue will zip through and it's just a ball. Mm-hmm. And it like changes course and goes different directions, but not like a bug would. Right. And it can hover and back up and come back. Usually when I see them, though, I get some other sensory thing like music or an mm. image in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I know my grandma's here when I start singing the hymn in the garden. Yeah, it's my, one of my grandma's favorites, too. Out of the blue, it'll just, I have to sing this song. So I'm like, hi, Granny. <laughs> I know it's and that, yeah, and that's you know if you see a a blue um, sphere that that it's a sphere. Yeah, it's just somebody coming through. Right now, I live in a dry riverbed, mm-hmm. and riverbeds, dry riverbeds, are um, like super highways for spirit. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot. A lot. And they're just kind of coming through. They don't usually stop to say hi or anything. They just kind of wander through on their way. Right. What do you think it is about a dry riverbed that that draws them? I think it's the fact that under the dry riverbed, there is still an aquifer. Right. But it's magnetized Mm -hmm. because it's underground flowing through the rocks. So they're following that energy, mm-hmm. kind of like they do with ley lines. Right. Now, can you can you sense ley lines yourself? Or some people can sort of see them. I can feel them. Yeah. When I get close. There's a really cool one. Um, shoot a bear. Near Grants Pass, Oregon. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they call it. The Vortex, Oregon Vortex. It's at Gold Hill, I believe. And that place, I can't hardly stand up when I go into the Vortex area. I get so dizzy. So, yeah, any of that EMF gets me. Right. Um, what kind of uh, phenomena is is associated with that area with the vortex. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's this little cabin. Looks like it's straight, right? Mm -hmm. But you go inside and you drop a ball on one end of the floor and it rolls down to the other end, like zooms down to the other end. Hmm. And you stand at one end and you're taller and the other end and you're shorter. Mm. So it's visual, spatial, 
Yeah, visual That's spatial interesting. anomalies. It's really cool. That is interesting. And my partner's, um, what is he, 6'1", and I'm 5'2", or I was 5'2". I'm getting shorter. But there was one spot we stood. He stood on one side, I stood on the other side, and I looked like I was about two feet tall, had a photo taken. Went to the other side, had the same photo taken, and I looked like I was taller than him. That's wild. Yeah. That's a crazy place. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got to be interesting because spatial distortions like that are just fascinating. Yeah, they are. are do people see lights there? I don't really know. Nobody's allowed in there after dark, so I don't know. Huh. They made like a an attraction out of it. So, right. So everybody's out by dark. Right. It's not a place I would want to stick around after dark. Well, probably not. Again, that's probably one of those. I might think it's a great idea until I was actually there doing it. And then I'd be like, you know, why did you have that idea? <laughs> I was dumb. Well, that was, that was really dumb. <laughs> You know, when I was younger, I lived in places that were weird, so I didn't have to go out of my way right. to go there. It was, you know, I'd look out in my backyard and there'd be, you know, weird lights dancing around, and that's just how it was. Um, nowadays, most of the time, I mean, I can look out onto my hill out in, in the woods in the ravine and there's weird lights, but, you know, I'm not going to go out there at night because the ravine is steep and rocky and you know, yeah, I'm clumsy, so I, I'm not tempting right. fate with all that. Yeah, and um, like I said, when I got in the vortex, I can barely stand up. I'm so dizzy. That would have been bad yeah. at night. Oh yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, so you have experience? Do you douse? Have you had experience with dowsing? Because usually, if you can sense a ley line, you can douse. I have actually done some dowsing, but. I did it with a guy that was a professional. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. In fact, he pointed out where our wells should be and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It when feels weird when this 12, when it moves. you know, I was 12 when I did it. Uh huh. So yeah, that was, no, that's weird. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's about the same time that my mammo barb, who was a family uh, family friend, but just as well have been my other mother, told me I was a witch and started teaching me. So you were you were somebody that was with you know born with yeah the sight, and so someone recognized that right. yeah right and the ability yeah, that to manipulate energies and stuff yeah right. Yeah, I learned to douse from my grandfather. That's he awesome. could do it. I could do it. My mom couldn't do it, which is weird because she had the same inability to wear a watch that my grandfather, Dude, her dad, me too. and I have. Yeah, yeah, I break watches just by wearing them. I could make a time Timex go backwards. Yeah, see, that's bad. I can break watches uh, on me, and there was one time I was in a really, really bad mood and 
lost my patience and temper and I was trying to get a hold of somebody on the internet and uh, I broke his watch and he was across the Atlantic. Oh Lord. But it stopped at the exact time I was trying to get in touch with him. <laughs> so yeah, I killed our cash register when I was running the witch store in Ashland. Well, there you go. This kid just pissed me off and I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with you. You're going to go out that door and boom, the cash register would not work the rest of the day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really hard on electronic equipment. And, uh, I've, I've broken computers. I, I used to work in a, of all places, a, a copy center Oh no! with photocopiers <laughs> and, you know, we used to make course packets for the local university. Right. So, you know, right at the beginning of the semester of the quarter, we would basically work 12 and 15 hour shifts producing these, these course packets. And if I was there, the, the machines would just start going oh, haywire. Oh, I so know the, the first semester that I wasn't there after working there for two and a half years, I, I had moved away from town and gone to culinary school. I called them at the beginning of the semester. I was like, how's it going? The manager said, it's fine. You're not here. Nothing has broken. <laughs> the uh, heat tape binder's working fine. <laughs> the big copier's working fine. The little ones are fine. The computer's fine. <laughs> Got a rubberized case on my cell phone so I don't kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed is if, if an electronic thing is mine and it survives me, it often will act stupidly or weirdly if anybody else uses it. Like I've done something to it. Well, you have. That it only wants that it only wants to work for me, and you know, my husband will play with my computer and be like, "What's what's it doing? I don't know." And <laughs> just let me do it. Yep. Just let me do it. And so I'm really careful. He he records music and all sorts of stuff. So I don't touch his computer downstairs. Right. I leave. I, yeah, I don't get into that. Nope. Don't mess with it. Yep. I do um, play with recording equipment on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it, it's dangerous to do that. Morgana, my daughter is the same way. We, oh, I'm, cool. I'm the worst, but she also can, you know, mess things up. But again, you know, the cars that she's had, will not work for other people, but they will work for her. So imprinted. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that even inanimate objects and machines have spirits to them. They're, they're not the same as ours. They're not like they're, they have souls necessarily, but they have something to them. And I talk to them. Well, everything and I is think energy, that, right? Yeah. I think it wakes it up. Yeah. You know, if you if you talk to it, I got in trouble in, in culinary school for that. The kids thought I was crazy because I was <laughs> in my 30s when I went. Most of them were just out of high school. And so I'd be, you know, making a souffle more like, well, making 40 little tiny souffles. Right. And so I had to beat the egg whites by hand because my chef was a, a like 
evil sadist and <laughs> didn't want me to use a, you know, he wanted me to break my arm doing it. So I was doing it and I was talking to the egg whites and a couple of people, you know, went to the chef and were like, why is she always talking to the food? She's always talking to the food. And he said, well, it turns out fine. So don't worry about it. Exactly. Well, she, you know, she always talks to the stove and everything. <laughs> He's like, well, it turns out fine. So don't worry. About it. <laughs> See, kitchen witchery. That's right. Exactly. Talk to your food, make love to it. Well, not love like that. It. But you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Put love in it. That's, yep. And if you talk mean to it, it's not going to taste good. That's right. And your souffle won't rise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your lemonade will never taste right if you're angry. Oh, yeah. You just get the bitter mm -hmm. and the sour in there. doesn't matter how much sugar you put in it. Yep. Yeah, my grandmother, pretty both of my grandmothers pretty much taught me that, that you have to be in a good headspace when you cook or it's not going to taste right. That's right. I agree. And I think that's true pretty much of everything. So when you when you talk about being a witch, what sort of uh, witchcraft do you do? What's, um, what Do you have a specialty? Well, okay, I have like four titles, if I can remember them. So um, I am a Grand Dame Bard for the Scotia, Scotia Priory of Isis, which is um, Druids. Mm hmm. When, when you said bard, I know it was druid. Yeah, yeah. So I've got that one. I'm not so much a druid, but I studied for a long time and I did a lot of work for them. Mm -hmm. And so we're still like friends and we pass things back and forth. Um, I am a fey witch I'm with Celtic fey. Mm hmm. And that comes along from my great grandpa, Temple, who would tell me stories in Irish mm -hmm. and my real name, my actual legal name is Sheila. though so nobody calls me that anymore. Right. And he used to call me Sheila in a gig when I was little, which <laughs> is, you know, the Sheila of the fairies. Right. And so, um, that kind of led into me wanting to work with the fae people. Plus there's a story that, our ancestors, the O'Shea's, the reason they have the name O'Shea is because they interbred with the, with the she, which is the yeah. fairies. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that one excites me. And I'm a green witch. And I was a high priestess in that for a while when I was still with covens and stuff. And then um, I was... The last one, uh, last group I was with, I was high priestess of the Rowan Tree Coven in in uh, Ashland, Oregon, which is Hippieville. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So that's my four grand titles. Yeah, <laughs> which all amounts to not much. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what I I can always tell. One of my people, when they're like, yeah, I've got this title. Yeah, this one. And the other one. And it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, our friend when Matt calls are... me a green witch. Yes. That's that's what he told me about yeah. you. When he when he 
talked about you. It's because you um, can see my yard. It's a jungle. Yeah, mine is basically overtaken with with yeah. flowers and herbs and plants and weeds mm-hmm. and ivy and all kinds of stuff. So, Everything yeah. you can think of that's green is out there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And my woods are pretty much taken over by wisteria, but I can't claim credit for that. We showed up and it was there already. Pretty. Yeah, our house was built where there had once been a gazebo that belonged to one of the other houses next to us. Uh, back in the like 1920s, there was an, a woman who lived across the street from us who had lived in that house for her whole life. Wow. And she was in her 80s or 90s, and she said, oh, yeah, I remember when I was a girl, they had garden parties in that gazebo. Mm. And it was covered with wisteria. She said, that's why you've got wisteria all through your woods, because it never died back. You know, it just kept seeding itself, and it's it's basically taken over the trees. So in the spring, if we get a good, uh, the, just the right temperature, if we've uh, cut it back a little bit down below, you get all of these beautiful purple and pinkish flowers oh, that, that's you know, just all the trees up in the oaks and then the pines and so it's really pretty that's one of my favorite things that i've never grown yet yet it does grow nice out in the pacific northwest as i understand on the, I, on it's the sure west, lar- west side where i live now yeah where yeah i grew up no because yeah where yeah where uh where I've seen it grow beautifully is in Northern California. Yeah. And it, yeah, I was ever so jealous of it <laughs> when I, you know, almost three foot long, uh, blossom garlands so of, good. yeah. And yes, it is beautiful. So do you, do you have any sort of contact with the spirits in your area. I assume you talk with your plants I all do the talk time. With my plants all the time. <laughs> so I, I figured green witches they they do that. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> well, you got to talk to them. Yeah. Because who else are you going to talk to? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I talk to the plants. I talk to the animals. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I talk to the rocks. Because rocks are cool, too. Yes. They absolutely are. So, yeah. Yeah, I do have. And occasionally, as an as a post-human spirit will come through, I'll get a few moments of kind of conversation between us. You know, just little flashes of this and that. Right. I don't, I guess I don't actually audibly hear. It's more like I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Claire, not Claire audience, but huh, Claire sentience. That's it. Yeah, you can you can feel them, and you know what they're saying. Yeah, without yeah. actually hearing the sound. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would freak me out if I actually heard a sound, because it wouldn't yeah. be something I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah, we don't often hear 
sounds here, but, you know, where we lived back when I was young and there were lights in the woods and sometimes in the house all the time. Right. We would sometimes hear um, music from the woods. Yes. Oh, and that I've heard chanting several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That happens around here. Yeah. It does. It doesn't happen so much in town. And if it was in town, I'd figure it would have to be one of the neighbors sitting on their porch doing something because we've got musicians all over the place. Yeah. But, you know, out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. We'd hear like Native American chants going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Drums, flutes, chanting. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that is actually, um, I think most of that that I was hearing would be like residual Mm -hmm. rather than an active haunt. Right. Because I grew up in a quartz-heavy area. Right. Very quartz-heavy. So, like, and it imprints and replays. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the cool things about quartz. Yeah. We have limestone with quartz and flint with quartz here. Yeah, it still does the same thing. It does a lot of the same. Um, it's not quite the same as the granite with all the quartz in it that you get up in the northeast and the northwest. But yeah. It's still, it, I think it has something to do with, with uh, limestone has its recording own the past. Well, yeah. For for recording things. It's like things get grooved into it. Oh, and we have lots of iron deposits around here, too. Yeah. Yeah, you can't drop a magnet at my mom's house. <laughs> it will come up yeah. covered in dirt. Because everything's, yeah. yeah. Everything's got iron in it. Yep. Yeah, I remember my, my grandmother's well had it was just the water you could taste the iron in it Mm -hmm. and uh i'd get anemic at home uh drinking city water but when i went to her house in the summer and Mm -hmm. spent large amounts of time and drank the well water the anemia would go away (laughs) it's like going to my grandma's house to get rid of a headache she had willow trees with the roots Mm -hmm. down into the well Mm. So you had automatic. So you got the aspirin. Yeah, your automatic aspirin right there. Just drink a glass of grandma water. Yeah. Plus, it tastes amazing. Yes, I loved the taste of the iron water. Yeah. Um, it was. My dad said that it always made him thirstier. Uh, because of the the because of the minerals in it, but oh, wow. I loved it. See, now I found that the minerals work better than like city water. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I know when I go back home, I fill up several gallons before I come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, their spring was was a wonderful, wonderful uh, natural feature of their their farm. Oh, yeah. Yum. Nothing like it. (laughs) Snake egg water. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Clean snake eggs out of it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had bl- they had black snakes that would hang out around there. Yeah, ours were mostly garter snakes. The rattlesnakes didn't go down in the wells, but garter snakes were in there a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah, the one of the places we lived here in Athens before we moved away and long before we came back was there were snakes around it, all over it, everywhere, um, including baby rattlers. And uh, yeah. my husband was, was of the opinion that there were no such thing as rattlesnakes in Ohio. And I was like, <laughs> dude, yes, there are. They're called timber rattlers. Aren't. <laughs> They're called timber rattlers, and they do live here. <laughs> they do indeed. They live everywhere in the U.S. Yeah, and he he was like, "Why? I didn't know." I'm like, "Well, they're they're in West Virginia, so maybe it swam the Ohio River. I don't know, but that was a rat. <laughs> I know the sound of a rattlesnake. There oh, yeah. is a rattlesnake out there messing with our dog." So <laughs> I remember when like, our cat came back with one draped in his mouth, and he's trotting along. Oh. She's proud of himself. He's brought us a treasure, you know. <laughs> Please tell me it was dead. Oh, yeah, he had killed it. Oh, good. He had killed it real well. <laughs> good. Good. I had a friend who, uh, the years that they lived in the swamp down in, in South Carolina, their mama cat would bring living creatures in to teach her kittens mm -hmm. how to hunt. And, you know, first it was lizards. And and that was all right. And and field mice, field mice were okay. Um, they didn't like the wood rats so much. <laughs> and then then she started bringing in the snakes, and they were like, "Nope, we're nope, done. With, nope, we're nope. done with this. You you don't get to go outside anymore until um, these kittens are grown up. <laughs> <laughs> You've taught them enough. That's fine. Yep, yep. We're done. Yeah, they bringing a snake, jumping up on the bed where they were sitting and reading. Ugh. And it's like, nope, nope. <laughs> oh my God, it's moving. It's moving. <laughs> no, nope. no, no. Yeah, it was the end of that. Yeah, it was some kind of king snake of some sort, luckily. But, you know, it was a swamp, so it could have been any terrible thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And down there, yeah. Yeah. And at least she didn't bring in any baby gators or anything. That was good, too. Yeah. I mean, baby ones aren't so bad, but. But where there's babies, there's, there's mommies. There's a mama. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's just terrible. So, uh, what kind of other adventures do you get into? It sounds like you have a very adventurous life, <laughs> even though even though it's it sounds like you're, you know, you mostly talk to plants and animals. I think that's adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a small town kid that grew up in the back of nowhere, you know, three hours from anywhere. I've been a lot of places and done a lot of things. Yeah. So I've, I've been really, really quite blessed in my life. That's Met some excellent. amazing human beings. Yeah. Was, I, adventures. Mm, I found the crystal cave. We'll see. That's an adventure. That was an Tell adventure. us about it. I was up on, it's called Little Canyon Mountain near my hometown. Mm -hmm. And I was up wandering around and I saw this big old crack in this big rock, right? Mm -hmm. So being the dummy I am, switched on my flashlight and in we went. It was stunning. Oh. It was like a big old geode 
it just oh wow up. all the not not big crystals but little micro crystals oh and just yeah but those are super sparkly yes <laughs> yes and it was just so cool i, I assume yeah. it was probably quartz um yeah it was quartz yeah like sugar quartz the white one yeah I don't think I'd I have ever left if it had been amethyst or something. I'd probably stayed there. Yeah. They would have found you later. Yep. Mummified sitting there in the lotus position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would have said, who is this? Yep. <laughs> this, this skeleton laying here or sitting here in this. Yeah. It would have been me because that would have been too stunning to walk away from. Yeah. So I never found it again, but I did find it that one time. And that was that was just really splendid. That's before GPS. Yeah. Because I think if I found it now, I'd mark the spot. Yeah. And then, you know, even if you mark the spot, you still might not find it. Right. Because who knows if it's you're being allowed right. in or. Right. Because yeah, I believe in that, too. That you are oh, yeah. allowed to go places sometimes that aren't necessarily yeah. of this world. Right, not on this map, so so to speak. Yeah, so that was that was a beautiful thing. It was a great afternoon, I'll tell you. Just yeah, me and the crystals. I didn't. That I don't even to, think I made a feel. noise in there. Yeah, it was just like church. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it was like. It was church. It sounds amazing. It was. It was super beautiful. Let's see Could other fun things. I've been to waterfalls other people hadn't been to. Not big ones, but, you know, way the heck back there. Yeah. You never know what you'll find if you start, you know, just going Further and further in, you just, you know, risk not coming back out. Right. But. That's, yeah. But I was hillbilly enough that, hey, I was willing. Out we'd go yeah. and off we'd wander. And um, on my, on the hillside that my mom lives on, we had what they call the Chinese diggings, which is these um, ditches that went all the way from one mine to another mine. And you'd find like opium bottles and Asian coins and whatnot, little Chinese bits and pieces. Right. That was from always fun. The gold rush. Yeah. Yeah, from the 1870s. See, that would have fascinated me. I would have felt like a real archaeologist. You totally <laughs> do, though. I would have been all about that. And, and the place is. Uh, her place is an antique orchard. It was a hundred years old in the seventies. Oh, wow. And had apples that you don't see anymore. That oh. like this yellow apple that tasted like candy. It wasn't apple flavored really. It was so sweet. And so, you know, digging around in there, putting in the garden and whatnot, we'd come up with pottery and this and that. And when I was really young, my mom was with this one man that would go out and back in the day when it was legal, go pick up arrowheads and stuff in the forest. 
Yeah. So that was fun. We used to do that. I got to go to Arizona for a few months. That was exciting. Got to, as a spectator, go through um, Sundance. Oh, wow. That was pretty cool. Um, Gosh, what else? I don't know. Like I said, I've been really blessed. I've gone all kinds of places. Done yeah. all sorts of things. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds amazing. Did you go into uh, any of the turquoise mine areas in Arizona? Um, actually, Speaking we rocks, did. We went. Oh, gosh. There's a really huge copper mine. And right uh, next to that is turquoise. And a few miles down is Paradox. Yep. And we picked up like a coffee can full of little Paradox. Yeah. Just laying on the ground. Yep. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to see the desert southwest at some point. Oh, yeah, and it's worth it. It's a whole different kind of beauty. Yes. Yes. And yep. I, I love... Large amounts of the creatures that live there, even though most of them, you know, can bite, sting, poison. Yeah. You know. But they're cool. All that. But they're neat looking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got to stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon, even though I'm ah. terrified of heights. And my mother had fingernail holes in her brand new coat because I was in hysterics the whole time. But <laughs> I saw it and it was cool. Yeah, that's that sounds like something I I would have done. Yeah. I don't know that my mother actually probably wouldn't even even let me that close to it. It would have. Oh know. man, where where we were standing, there is now a glass walkway. Right. You so could, that oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. None. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of that falling over business. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not walking on a hole. No. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I've seen some uh, some places where you can sleep in midair oh. off of a mountain in China, and I'm like, no. in a in a in a like hammock, no. and I'm like, are you people crazy? Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> no, no, I sleepwalk. No. Not it's even crazy. on my best day would you get me out there. No. Yeah. I that's, fell out of my tree a... one too many times. I was not falling out of nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's too scary. I, I saw that picture and my heart just, you know, dropped down into my feet just looking at the picture. I was like, man, I can't even imagine looking at a video of that. I <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was terrible. It's like that I don't one remember. walkway there in China that's like oh yeah two feet wide on the edge of the no yeah 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 I don't like that either. <laughs> I didn't like, even like even though I knew it was perfectly safe going into Ripley's, believe it or not, where they had the um, mirrored walls and everything, and they were showing mm -hmm. a bit like they would a picture of space. Right. And it, you know, so, so you're look like you're surrounded in space. I couldn't yeah. do that. I had to hang on to the wall the whole time. That's so yeah. sad. <laughs> I figure that would probably trigger my vertigo. That it, yeah. I, I, Cause yeah. 
definitely. I took a blow to the to the jaw from one of my dogs. She was playing with me, and she jumped up, and the top of her skull, where dogs have points in their Ow. skulls, went right in between my jaw bones on my chin. Ooh. Ow. And I fell to my knees and saw stars. You really do see stars. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> two days later, I went to have a massage, and my massage therapist did a stretch on my neck where she twisted it and that was it oh that had knocked one of the calcium crystals in my left ear oh. loose and it went swimming off and i came off that table and suddenly the world was a tilt? all kinds of spinning around Ooh. and yeah yes. so i have to be real careful and so yeah i think having the, the illusion of being out in space would probably trigger that yeah that was mm-hmm <laughs> I felt stupid here. I was 45 years old and I couldn't walk through this room, even though I knew it was a room. You know, that's, that's why illusion works. Yep. <laughs> your eyes are tricked and they can't, you know, then your brain starts to perceive the illusion is reality and, and your body starts to react to it. And there's, yeah, that's yep. why it works that way. <laughs> It's okay. Crazy, I'll pass but next true. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, what other kinds of fun kind of things have you uh, experienced? I'm I'm nosy. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so. That's cool. I got yeah. Um, one of the coolest things I ever did has nothing to do with paranormal or anything like it. I have a bunch of friends that live. They used to live down in. Uh, down around Sarasota, Florida, that mm -hmm. area. And uh, one August, we all got to go down and be pirates for a day and uh -huh. wander through this one little island town. They were raising money for whatever charities they were doing. It was really cool. So, that pirates like fun. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Yep. I uh, met my partner in New Orleans. He flew me down there for our first date. It was three days. Um, got to go stand at my own gravesite. Nice. I oh, I forgot to tell you about that. Um, <laughs> I have a few past life memories. Mm -hmm. One of them involves New Orleans and a hurricane. And the name Marie Rose. And I knew that there were three Maries, right? So he mm -hmm. takes me to this one graveyard there in New Orleans, because that's where I wanted to go was to the graveyards. And mm -hmm. um, I start walking, like making a beeline to this one corner. And there stands the tomb of the three Maries, Marie Rose, Marie Claire, and Marie something else. And that is the weirdest feeling. The weirdest freaking feeling. It's like I knew that was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was... That... <laughs> yeah, that had to have been eerie. That was, yeah, to say the very least, eerie. Kind of scary not just eerie but scary mm -hmm. 
in the am I going to die here right now sense? Because you kind of feel like you are. Right. Yeah, that was that was cool. And then we went off and visited Marie Laveau, which was fun. Did you leave something on her grave for it? For absolutely. Of course, you did. You're proper witch. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay tribute, or you can't go. That's right. And uh, let's see what else. Um, my other past life memory is. I don't know if it's Ireland or Scotland, but it's one of those on the cliffs. Mm-hmm. And being shot with an arrow in the head. Yeah. What's cool is I have a skin-colored mole right above my left eyebrow. And on the right side of the back of my head, I have a protruding puffy mole hmm. that is also skin-colored. And and the lady that did my regressions told me that's where I was shot. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> oh yeah. Clearly it was it was you were doing real well till that last bit. Till that last, <laughs> till that last bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether I was a he she or an it. I was there. That's all I know. I just remember right. falling off the cliff. Yeah, I think one of my, I do have one really strong, I have two memories, but one of them is of falling off of a cliff into a river Oh yeah, and drowning. Mm. Um, I could feel the water going in. It was a very kind of clay, muddy river, but oh. from down below, I could see the sun up over the river it it made it a warm kind of gold color oh cool and the the bubbles out of my mouth were like silver and the kind of the last thought before i woke up from this was that was beautiful and then everything went dark and then i you know woke up screaming and crying because i was a little kid and didn't really oh yeah understand what all that really? was except that i had died mm. and you know, my mother came in and what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I died. I died. And she's like, no, you didn't. You're right here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I said, I fell in, into a river and I died. I, I breathed the water. Yeah. And she was like, no, no, honey. It's, it's just a dream. And I was like, you know, thinking back on it, I'm like, lady, where do you think that came from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why would a three or four year old dream that? Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's not that's not normal child dream fodder you know <laughs> it's not a it's not yeah a and when a kid tells you something like that or something what before i was born or before i was me yeah yeah i believe them man i believe them yeah i i'm the same way um i i had a friend who told her mother that she remembered before she was born, she was in a place that was light and music. Mm, cool. I'm and looking that, forward to that place, not in any rush. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I, I'm I'm like, well, yeah, that, that sounds like a good place. Oh yeah. 
And she always saw angels as blue. Now that now that I'm talking about her, you said the spirit globes were blue. Mm-hmm. She said angels were blue. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I had not thought of that in years. Are blue to me anyway? I don't, you know, I can't speak for well, everybody. But apparently, to blue. yeah, apparently to Beth, they were blue. Of course, blue to me is my sacred color. Like, yeah. You know, well, okay. Maybe I better not talk about this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it involves some um, adult themes. Okay. Well, yeah, if you could if you if if you want to talk about it, you can talk about it. And if it's too adult, I can edit it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to put it in words that are, if- are legal because I used to do a podcast about adult sexuality and adult sex education. So Right. Yeah. I know which words not to use, but in a moment when you have a transcendent orgasm, mm-hmm. I see the color blue. That's all I see. It's yes. like this swirling blue that to me yeah. is God. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's the most fun you can have with your clothes off. Yeah. When you close your eyes, do you see colors? Sometimes. Behind your eyelid? Mm-hmm. Other than the, the red. Other than the red that people see because yeah. that's, you know, the blood in yeah, your eyelid. Blood. Yeah. No, I see colors. Uh, I see images. You too. Yes. Wow. And I dream yeah, in color. Yeah, not everybody sees that. Yeah, I dream in, in Technicolor too. Yeah. I always have. My mom told me about a dream once, and this was a weird story. Came home from babysitting. It was probably 11 o'clock. I'd been out half the night babysitting. Came home. My mom sits up in bed, and we start talking, right? She tells mm-hmm. me about this dream she had. In which we put a hot tub out on our deck, and then an airplane went over, crashed, and there were no survivors. She told me the dream was in bronze, which, you know, okay. Then I went on to bed, right? Next morning, she comes into my room, mad as a wet hen. Why didn't you tell me you got home? Oh. Um, mom? (laughs) We had a long conversation about your dream. Oh. She wasn't even there. She wasn't even awake. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I sometimes talk in my sleep. Oh, I do too. Dispense nonsense of (laughs) various types. It's usually something that doesn't make sense. Bits and pieces, um, and just, yeah. it, just enough to make it interesting, and then no, nope, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You know, she had a whole I, conversation. She was even looking at me. Yeah, that's always eerie. Yeah. yeah, I don't do much of that anymore. I used to sleepwalk and stuff. I don't, I don't do that so much anymore. But yeah, I would, I would wake up and walk over to my mom if if she was in bed or if she was on the couch asleep i'd walk up to her and stare at her oh yeah until she woke up 
And she said, you know, that I'd just be staring at her. And occasionally, if, you know, one of my arms would come up and I'd point at her. Boy, she didn't like that. Yeah. And then, and then she'd say my name and my knees would buckle and I'd just fall down. Oh, wow. And then, you know, she'd take me up back upstairs and, and I wouldn't remember it the next day. And she Dude. was like, I swear you're possessed. <laughs> <laughs> you're possessed. You're possessed. <laughs> nah, just, you know, talented. A strange. Talented. Yeah. You're a talented kid. Yeah. I thought my youngest was weird because she'd go to sleep with her eyes open and then if you moved, she'd wake up. Oh, yeah. But now that wasn't weird. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, none of neither of my kids slept with eyes open. That that would we have a dog who does that and, and she creeps out the younger kid, <laughs> you know, because she she just looks her eyes look glazed and she's very old. So, you know, did she die in her sleep this time? Mm -hmm. No, she's just sleeping with her eyes open. You know, creeping yeah. us out. That's all. <laughs> all it is. Yep. <laughs> Gracie with them eyes and you'd move. Yeah. Gotta get up and do something. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm awake now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, do you have any other stories you want to tell? I'm trying to think if I have anything at all. I went through all the ones that I had written down. To actually talk about. Hmm. I know we've moved ever on a few spirits. Oh, go go ahead. Yeah. Tell me about that. The other lady that ran the, the witch store with me in Ashland had a roommate lived in their trailer. And he passed away. And I don't know how, but they didn't notice for four days. Oh. Yeah. Ew. And so, and he was stuck in that room. Oh. And could not get out. And, like, you could feel him, like, zooming around. Not really hear or see anything, but you could feel that energy kind of just spinning. Right. And so, um, we went out there one day the whole entire coven and uh we moved that that guy on helped him find the door and the light because he was really confused yeah yeah oh, oh, that's oh. sad the little girl in ashland i forgot about her oh the apartment that i lived in in ashland there had originally been a school there and it had burned down Nobody was killed in the fire or anything. It had just burnt down. But at 3 o'clock in the morning some nights, I'd get woken up by a little girl going, Fire! Oh. And I'm like, what? What? And I'd get up and wander around because, you know, just in case. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 But you yeah, have that, to. That's the only time I actually really heard words. Right. Because she woke me up saying, kind of stage whispering fire to me. Yeah. And it'd always be right at three in the morning. Wow. 
And yeah, you're right. You can't just lay there. No. You have to look. Just in case. Exactly. <laughs> in case something is warning you of something that's happening now, you don't ever dare be like, oh, that's just a ghost telling me about something that happened back in the day. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they might be remembering it, but they might also be seeing it. Exactly. And especially in Ashland, man, that place is like tinderbox in the summer. Dry, huh? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just over the mountain from Shasta, where oh, those fires rage okay. through. Yeah. 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 So we have alien lizard people there and the whole thing. Are they good neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuck up. <laughs> well. <laughs> Depends on the way, above then. or below the boulevard. got to got to um meet um oh oh no no my bruce campbell there we go my brain goes line. got to meet him he's got a um vineyard not too far from ashland and wow he came into town several times one night we were at a bar friend and i and he was buying everybody drinks, and this one guy came up to him and started fawning on him. Oh, God. That was, that was a no-no. Yeah. You don't ever fawn on him. He doesn't like that crap. So yeah. that guy got 86. And then the next year for the Halloween parade, they have a big Halloween parade there. He led the um, thriller dance. That's excellent. Yeah, he was, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see him totally not liking the. Oh yeah, not, the, he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, that that's too weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that would yeah, that would not be his thing. Nope, no. Nope. But he was a really cool guy. But he also doesn't want to talk about his movies or anything like that. So no. So there, if you ever meet Bruce Campbell, don't talk about his movies or tell him how cool he is. Yeah. Just, say, Just hey, be Bruce. like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Happy Thursday, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever had a, a ghost animal or an animal ghost? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ghost kitties all over the place. Yeah, me too. Me oh, too. oh, that reminded me of something. My mammal Barb, the lady that taught me witchcraft, right? Lived in this mm-hmm. little house also by the creek and she had no lady that would tuck you in oh and a kitty cat that would sit on the rocking chair would get down and rub along your legs and purr you could feel the cat purr yeah yeah that was my first ghost kitty yeah i like ghost kitties we have two in the house yeah i've got a bunch of course, right now I have eight living ones, so. We have had that many right now. We're down to five, <laughs> so we're almost normal people. <laughs> but we have three dogs, so that, that you know, shifts it back towards maybe yeah, crazy animals. I only people. have one dog now. My, my two dogs both passed away, but so I only have the one puppy now. He's enough. Yeah, 
Uh, my my husband has he he's the dog person. Yeah, he didn't used to be. He used to swear he was a cat person, but and when we got this, you know, the first of our dogs that in this batch, and then we got a second one because she had separation anxiety every time we left the house, mm-hmm. and she had always been around at least two other dogs. So the vet said, you know, you should just get another dog. Yep. And we were like, okay. So we did. We got a, a border collie that looks very much like the dog I had as a kid. Ferguson's a border collie. Huh? We have so much in common. My Ferguson's a border collie. Yeah. Black and white yeah. skinny dog with a spun out of his mind attitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're super, super smart. Oh, yeah. Super clever. Way yeah. too smart. <laughs> yes. Way too smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the one that gave me the vertigo. So. Yeah. <laughs> Pixie gave it gave me the vertigo. She's a blondie. She's one of the oh, cool. blonde and white ones. And that, that was the color mine was as a kid. Um, but uh we got Pixie and then he just he just fell in love with dogs. And oh, so yeah. I was like, see, border collies, I told you. Did they they will convert you? Yeah. They they're amazing dogs and you know, we had had huskies before and they are they are amazing dogs but they are a lot of work. They are. I've only they're ever very, really had cow dogs. Yeah. You know, working dogs, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, huskies are working dogs too, but their yeah. work is you attach them to something Your really strength. heavy. Yeah. And you make them run for a long time. <laughs> If you don't have that, and cow dogs, you gotta up. hide things for them. You gotta throw things at yeah. them. And- yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Keep That's a little more normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't enrich the lives of huskies by making them pull stuff through snow, they come They're up miserable. with all these weird, weird ideas as to what's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. One of them was an escape artist and would get out of the inside of the house. Huskies are notorious for that. She would, she once we came home and we could hear her. She had been in the house. We could hear her. she was barking and howling like a monkey and just <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And it was too loud to be from inside the house. <laughs> I, and I looked up and she was on the porch roof. She had knocked, she had gotten out of her crate. She had knocked a screen out of a window and gotten up on the porch roof. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's bouncing around up there, like, you know, she's supposed to. <laughs> she was just crazy. My old lady Molly, that was, she was half Shih Tzu, which is bizarre, and half um, Aussie Shepherd. Oh, wow. So she was. That is a weird combination. Yeah, completely. That was a very embarrassed border, or um, Aussie Shepherd, you know, giving birth to yeah. Shih Tzu puppies. Anyway, um, it's like, well, he was there. It was only yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> she would tear her kennel up, and we had left the window, the glass part open in that room. She went through the screen and out the second story window and was running oh. around. Oh my God. One day we were out on the balcony. She went off the balcony to go greet the neighbors. Oh my God. A circus dog. <laughs> so that sounds like something that one of our huskies would have done. Yeah. She just was always crazy. And 
you know, she, she got away once and a cop brought her back because of course <laughs> we had the tags on her and, and he was like, you should take better care of your dog. You should, you should <laughs> keep her. And so I showed him how she got out. Uh huh. I was like, okay, sir, here's her crate with the padlock still on it. You notice mm-hmm. that she bent it at the bottom. That's what Molly would do. And pushed through it. And then this is the the door into the into the sun porch where she was <laughs> that she opened mm-hmm. to get outside. And I said, now you can see how she dug under the 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 uh wall the crawl space mm-hmm. got into the crawl space of the house and then dug her way out <laughs> home free under yeah the thing that covers the crawl space <laughs> into the driveway and got out he's like all right i'm sorry <laughs> and you're like, so please <laughs> tell me it. how to keep her home yeah he was like maybe i don't know bungee cords all around right <laughs> i'm like she'll eat them <laughs> she'd probably eat them yep I don't know. <laughs> and what was what was silly was she could have just jumped out of the the fence fenced yard. Yeah. It was you know, she showed us one one time, you know, I was throwing a stick for her and she would chase it. She wouldn't always bring it back. They're they're not really good fetch dogs. Yeah. But it you know, it accidentally sailed over the fence and she just bounced, you know, right over it. And then bounced straight back and then started bouncing back and forth. And I was like, so you dug under the house, but you could have just jumped the, f- jumped the fence. Okay. <laughs> you just More wanted to digging. dig. She's probably, oh, I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm digging. Oh, I can dig a den under the house. Isn't that cool? Dig, 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 dig. And mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what, where this goes to. And oh, it goes to outside of the, the fence. Yay! She, yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, I'll do this now." Bonus. <laughs> but yeah, they found her like four miles away. Oh yeah, <laughs> something. Oh yeah, she's a great dog, though. Yeah, my my dummy picks the gate occasionally and goes over to bark at the neighbor dogs. Well, that's very important work. It is. Yeah, it's you it's know, important. You have to. Yeah, back when we when we uh owned the witch store in town and ran it, we used to it was it was kind of cool being one of the most visible witches in town in a town full of witches. Right. Uh, um but when we'd go to the grocery store after we closed up the shop before we went home, you know, we'd get in to Kroger about I don't know, 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh Everybody would ask us weird questions. (laughs) We went to pick up milk and the guy who was stocking the dairy case said, have you ever seen a, an animal ghost? Is there such a thing? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) I was like, why? He's well, we just bought this house and there's, I swear it's a ghost dog. There's this little glowing dog and and it jumps up on the bed at night and it's like this glowing ball and then it jumps down and you can see that this shape of a white dog he said what do i do with it i said you you just live with it i guess (laughs) you know pet it talk to it you know he was like well uh, if if it's not gonna bother us then then i'm okay with it i just 
didn't know if that was normal. I said, well, I mean, this is Athens. It's normal. There's <laughs> lots of weird ghostly crap here. I, yep. You know, he's like, yeah, but it never happened to me. I went, well, yep. it's happening to you now. First time for <laughs> so, everything, isn't there? Hope, hope you like the, the new dog. And then, you know, we go to, to the checkout counter and the checkout guy asked if we carried any books by Paracelsus. And I was like, no, but we can order them. <laughs> <laughs> Paracelsus book. Do you want? He was like, well, oh, there's something with this alchemy thing in the way. And I just wrote it down on the, yeah. <laughs> on the receipt and said, yeah, we'll get that for you. So yeah, a, that was always fun. One of the um, red Red Wheel Wiser, is that it? Yeah, Red Wheel Wiser. Mm-hmm. Writers lived there in Ashland. Um, John Michael something. I John know. Michael Greer. That guy, yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know his books. Oh yeah, he did a, a reading for me one day, and his wife is really cool. She mm-hmm. also writes books. Um, gosh, we had like. Our witch shop was different. We had a big old dining table right in the middle with chairs. And we always had tea going, some herbal mm-hmm. tea or another. And people would just come in and sit. Yeah. And so we'd have like open days where we'd have writers or or um, tarot readers or sensitives. We had a lady doing... Magical henna. Oh, yeah. All those kind of things right there. Yeah, so. Yeah, John Michael's fun. Yeah. And yeah, we he's, sold quite a few of his books. He's, he's fun. I have his um, herbal grimoire. I love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. Got to write down his name because we mentioned his books, so I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's cool. I try not to like if if we mention books, I try to put the the title in the show notes so people don't have to listen and you know go back and listen and, and yeah try to catch all of them and write them down. What was that? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? John Michael? What? John Michael Greer. He's a good guy. Yeah, he gave yeah, me a very scarily accurate reading. I love it when people do that. He told me that someone that I truly trusted was going to betray me. Oh. And five weeks later, I was out of there because the other lady that was running the shop with me and the other head of the coven was casting against me Mm. and telling people to cast against me to get me out. And she couldn't tell me that because that she wanted me out because she was afraid of what I'd do when I left. Well, she was right. Cause I took the magic with me that was in the shop. Yeah. I took everything I purchased that was in the shop, which was most of it. And six months later, she no longer had a shop. Yeah. You know, karma. Mm-hmm. It's this thing yep. <laughs> that happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a whole weird thing. But, wow. <laughs> hey, do you have people on this, just people that you would not know from Adam, just some random person, you're off buying groceries, comes up to you and starts telling you their life story? All the time. 
Me my too. daughter has that too. Oh my god! I think I think we have invisible um, signs on our forehead. Big glowing neon signs that says, "Tell me, I'll listen." <laughs> yes, yes. Everywhere I go, man. <laughs> yep. yep. Got in the taxi to go to um, a concert, right? By the time mm-hmm. I got to the stadium, I knew everything about that taxi driver. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It just and go to the grocery store every time. Somebody will tell me what's going on in their life. Yeah, and I swear to God, I don't start these conversations. <laughs> no, that's I. You know, I think the most sort of the most obvious one that happened to me was uh, I had gone to Boston. Uh, This happened about seven years ago. Uh, My friend Beth had, uh, she was in the hospital and she was, she was her, her partner called and basically said, if you want to see her, you should probably come. Um, There was an embolism in her lung and so her her brain was without oxygen for too long. Yeah. And uh yeah. you know, that was hard. Um she did open her eyes while I was there. She saw myself and she saw her partner together and then that was the last time she reacted to anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I stayed for several days and then I, you know, called a taxi to take me to the airport. Um, because I had a little, you know, a seven-year-old at home. And uh, you know, I get in the taxi, and he was from Ireland, which is not surprising it being Boston, yeah, being because, Boston, of course, yeah. he had he had family there. But, he, you know, I could tell by his accent he was from Ireland. And he was like, you know, why are you here? And I said, well... Um, he said, why am I picking you up from the hospital and you're going to the airport? Usually you get picked up at the hospital, you go home. <laughs> and I said, well, I am going home. It's, it's all the way to Ohio. And I told him why I was there. And it was, it was really, really sweet. You know, he, he said, you know, not everybody would just drop everything to see someone who's supposedly brain dead yeah. um, to say goodbye he said, that's, that's really important that you did that. And, you know, he, st- he just started talking to me and, you know, telling me all this stuff about his life that somehow related to what I had experienced, which it did. And then, you know, I had said to him, you know, I always felt bad because we had always planned to go watch the whales in the harbor. Yeah. And we never did. So I get on the plane and, you know, it takes off. And I look down into the harbor and a whale breaches. Oh. And I said, oh. And she <laughs> so said goodbye. Have... Yeah. Sweet. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I landed in Columbus. And it was late. It was really late at night. It's like midnight, one o'clock. And uh, my husband had dropped me off at the airport. And uh, it's about an hour and a half to Athens. And so there's a a taxi service called, you know, airport express. Right. And so he paid for the airport person express person to come get me. I had never met this person, but they were waiting for me. And 
they came up to me and gave me this huge hug and said, welcome home. Oh. And they said, how are you feeling? And I thought maybe Zach had told them, told her you know, that th- what, why I was coming back. Oh, wow. Why she didn't, she knew, but she had not been told. And that was really, really strange. And, and, you know, before I really said anything about Beth, he, they started talking about, um, when they had worked on a landscaping crew, there was this woman who had this really beautiful house and they had done a lot of this landscaping for her and her husband had died like a month before and she had a dog just appear out of the woods and start following her around. And well, the, the landscape person realized that was her husband but she couldn't the woman couldn't recognize it and she looked at me and she said so the person you just lost you'll see again and I was like oh my god how do you know Zach tell you and she said no I just know and I was like oh my god thank you and you know we just you know for an hour and a half talked as if we had known each other for years it was the sweetest thing. That is beautiful. And it was it was amazing. And, you know, I did ask. I was like, so did the lady ever figure out th- that who the dog was? <laughs> and she said, not really, but she was very attached with the dog. And, and, you know, they were inseparable. And I said, well, maybe after you did the landscaping, she figured it out. Yeah, I'd like to think she did. Or at least accepted that he was there because of the husband. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That he had been sent as a, you know, go, go for it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You know, the world yes, is full I, of beautiful people. It is. It really it is. is. And all you ever time about I, is bad ones. Yeah. Every time I feel you know, like the world's full of crap. I think of stuff like that and it makes me, it's like, Oh, that's, it isn't crappy. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's both, it, it is, is yeah. both bad and good, but you can't, you know, just watch the news and only hear about the bad stuff. You have to remember that there's good as well. And if you can't find one, be one. Yeah. 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 Put a sign on your forehead that says, talk to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you'll meet the most amazing people. Or answer a post on Facebook just right so that yes. they contact you and say, how did you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know, but what you posted said this to me, so I knew. Yeah. 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 Be, be the change you want to see in the world. I am totally done with that. Well, we have been talking for about uh, longer than an hour and a half. Do you have (laughs) anything else you'd like to add, Sam? I've had a great time. Oh, me too. It's been fun talking with you. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling you and I could talk for hours and days. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We could. (laughs) We could just hang out and... 
yeah. drink tea and talk to ghost kitties and there talk we go. about ghost kitties. There we go. No, I think I I don't have too much else for tonight. Um, All right. Yeah. You can always come back. Yeah, Matt says, talk about your art. And I'm like, well, I haven't got my site set up yet, so it doesn't make sense. All right. Well, <laughs> you can come back when you have your site. Okay. Well, thank and you. you. I you appreciate that. You can talk about that. art. Because I do art, too, so I'm always down to talk about art. Cool. Cool. I had a great time tonight. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you and for I'm having me. I'm so glad we got together. Me too. Me All too. Right. We'll give Matt a pat on the back. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay, well, thank, thank you, you, Matt. Barbara. All right, thank you. Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you.